What up, y'all? It's DJ MV, and I am Kia Casey, and this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome, hello, 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 beautiful people. All right, so now five weeks left into our first book, and the reason I say first book is I know we're going to do many more, and we just got to put it out there. So if you haven't got it, pre-order it right now, and also wherever you buy books, any meeting places in your city, in your area, in your town, please email us because we're going to be hitting the road. And this is Gianna's first book, and we really don't know. So we want to touch all the big stores, the Barnes and Nobles, uh, you name it. Wherever you buy books, and we can pop up, we want to be there. So email yeah. us at uh, Casey Crew. What is it? The the Casey Crew. T H E E Casey Crew at Gmail dot com. That's T H E E Casey Crew at Gmail dot com. You said it again. I just said that. You said it again. So now we're gonna get back into ladies' night. I cry, we cry, they cry together. We didn't so, cry. They cried that much. So, so <laughs> we gonna all my A couple uh, tears here and there. '90s hip hop previously on Ready to Die. So previously on the KC Crew. Check it out. So Indeed. with that happiness and respecting of yourself, I kind of want to talk about you, me. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about Ben's. Me. I want to talk about Will. <laughs> because um, as you talk about women who are understanding their power, claiming their power, um, and claiming their worth, <clears throat> with that comes taking your destiny into your own hands, mm. right? Yeah. Not waiting for someone else and for <clears throat> the intent purposes of this conversation, a man to tell you when and how, right? Yeah. And earlier in the conversation, we talked about our biological clock and societal pressures and things of that nature that puts a vice around us, uh, forcing us to feel as though we have to achieve things within a certain time frame with his permission. Mm. By his choosing. And by his choosing. Mm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. With his permission and by his choosing. So <clears throat> by that, what I'm talking about is women's ability to have children. Most women, I think it's safe to say, want children. Most women, it's safe to say, in my opinion, want marriage, want companionship, want that happily ever after of some sort, um, however that looks to them. Um, it can be with another woman. It could be however they deem fit. But I think most people find comfort in companionship. Um, when I was a kid, I remember my mother saying to me, <clears throat> you know, women wait for a man to come along and decide that they are going to give them a family. They're going to marry them and give them a family. But she said, if I got to that age where you're on the cusp of maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't. I remember her saying, I would make that decision for myself. I'm not going to wait for a man to determine whether I become a mother or not. 
No one's going to determine that for me because I knew since I was a child that I wanted to be a mother. So if I wasn't privy to that opportunity to have love and a marriage and whatnot, I would just go out and get it myself. And I remember saying, kind of like, well, how the hell would you do that? <laughs> you know? And she would say, it wouldn't matter. You know, whether it be a boyfriend, whether I had to go to the sperm bank, whether I had to do whatever, I'm not going to leave this earth not being a mother. Yeah. She said, luckily, you know, I've been married and I was married again. And, you know, I had that opportunity. I had my kids, but no one was going to dictate to me whether I was going to be a mother or not. I was going to take that bull by the horns. And I'm certain that she didn't realize it while we had that conversation, but that deposited a whole lot of stuff in me. It made me feel like, yeah, like we determine our own fates. We decide what we want for our lives. You don't wait on anybody. If you want something to happen, you make it happen. She didn't realize it. But that's what I took from that single solitary conversation. And I don't know where that conversation came from. I don't know if we watched something on TV, if we read something in the paper, like whatever it was, a friend of her, like who knows. But as a small child, I took something away from that that I could talk about today as a grown ass woman. Do you see what I mean? You Exactly. But you know, and sidebar, like, you know, you have no idea the impression that you have on people just by your words, just by your existence. How many people in this room, how many people out there can think about something that the person that was saying it to them might've thought was so minute, that might've said as a passing thought that has stuck with you for the rest of your lives and shaped you into the person that you are today, or at least a part of you. I can recall so many moments where I heard something, I saw something, it was like a little deposit, a little bit, a little deposit. A little, and at this age now, it's like I'm cashing in. Yeah. Do you, do you know what I mean? Very it's, true. And paying it forward. Yes. And paying it forward. But that's like that sense of community I was talking right. about, you know? It's not fair to just take, 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 take from the world and then not give back. It's not honest in your tribe. But then, but then, there's, then there's women who aren't ready to pay it forward because they're still right. taking it. Well, because they can't. They don't have it to pay so, forward. So, right. They haven't so, cashed in. You can't right. pay it forward unless you cashed right. in. So, right. And, and, I, and I speak for myself because even listening to you women, I take in. I am, I am still But you pay forward in different ways. And people that you, that you, that fill you up are not the people you fill up. Right. You so, might fill so, someone so else up. Fills you up. You fill up the next woman. You know but, and, and, and 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 may and and maybe I do and I don't know it. Yeah. Right, right. That's, you know, that's, and, that's what I'm saying. That that kind of goes to what I was saying. Sometimes people don't even realize that they're what they're saying to them. It's so minute. To somebody else, it could be so big. Yeah. yeah. And that's why you know people always talk about the power of words. You have to be very mindful of your existence in this world and how you affect the people around you, even if it's in passing. But, exactly. Yeah. Like people, like we are very powerful and we shape the world like a bunch of dominoes do you understand what i'm saying so it, it's it's actually a social responsibility when you think about it you know what i mean words make you feel right and yeah feelings are harder to let go of or forget 
right? So when you hear something that either impacts you positively or negatively, it's going to stick with you, mm-hmm. right? You're going to remember that moment. You're going to remember how you felt in that moment as well. Mm-hmm. So what you say right. definitely means more than just a passing action. It's a vibration. Oh, right? it's you already know it's a vibration. It's a vibration. If you're the music that you listen to, right. the TV shows you watch, the books you read. It all brings you it, back to that moment. These are vibrations mm-hmm. that you absorb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying all that to say, you know, when it comes to embracing our power and our womanhood, I know that you've taken certain steps yeah. that I am proud of. And you told me about it at my birthday dinner. Yeah. And I remember sitting there thinking to myself, I am so proud yeah. of this woman because you reminded me of my mom. Yeah. You reminded me of my mom. You know, you reminded me of. Um, someone that just said, bleep it, yeah. I'm going to do <laughs> what's good for me. Right. I'm going to blaze my own path, right. you know? And I got this. It, it's, I, <laughs> I got this. And that's why, you know, I looked at it. I'm like, okay, Heather. Yep. I got this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I want you to explain to everybody here that doesn't already know what decisions you've made. I want to talk about decisions that you've made. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about you, Will, because it's all kind of like, you know, a full circle. Full circle. So I'll, I'll try to make it great. But one thing you said about your mother teaching you and, you know, if I never, if it didn't happen, I would get a boyfriend, I would do it, I would make it happen. And maybe you don't even realize how you absorb that and it manifested in your own way. You have six children. You've been having kids for 20 years. <laughs> you know, when you look at it that way. Jesus. Yeah. And, and although you can financially <laughs> afford it and you're married, although you can financially yes. afford your marriage, I'm sure you still get judgment. People still telling you that's too many kids. Which is, too old, which is, too old, which is laughable to me. How do all your kids get, feel loved and supported? How do you love them all the same? Mm-hmm. Like people will find any way to judge it. And you. Wait, can I stop you right there? Because I have one of them right here. Yeah. That it'd be interesting to hear what your perspective is on that. Um, you and. Yeah, what'd you say? I'm a favorite, and you show it. I feel great. London London would say the same. They would all tell you that they're my favorite, which is important. Because I think that all of my kids feel that they are my favorite, especially Logan. Around your family can feel it as well, right? Like we can all feel that you equally in the moments, love each and every yes. single one of your kids. The same. The same mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Like, they the will same. come mm-hmm. up to you with the same love and appreciation. Every day, like, y'all ain't seeing each other. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, 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 like, no, I no, was just here two minutes ago. No, the way she when she came in the door. No. The way she hugged yeah. you and, and just held on yeah. when you came in the door. Who? You two. <laughs> oh, Maddie. <laughs> when Maddie hugged you when you came in the door, it was like, like she just held on to you, like, like it was like the sunshine. Like, yeah. The sunshine but is here. The you know? way you do that to your kids, I feel it from your kids to us as well. Oh, right? yes. And that's true. Your children are great humans. It's like we've been besties forever. Same way like, Chuka, what are you doing here? I knew you were going to be here. This is so great. I love mm-hmm. that you're here. But they <laughs> run. Like, I haven't moved in with me. <laughs> I haven't seen you in forever. You know, you saw me this morning. 
will walk into the door like they haven't seen her in like 10, 10 years. years. And they're like, <laughs> with anyone and I think and it's very give, consistent they give love they give freely. love freely you know, you know your, your kids don't know me so well but every time I'm with them and see them it's they, a hug it's, it's a, a hug it's a it's conversation a they yeah. want to show me their thing you know <laughs> they go around the house <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's <laughs> Happy Meal <laughs> toy <laughs> whatever little thing well, we were in Atlanta they wanted to show me their moon stuff from the aquarium and then yeah. it was birthday they wanted to show me the candy that they got from the pinata like <laughs> You know, exactly. it's the constant hugs and yeah. affection and the kisses. I love you. And, and, and it's the people close. Not only is it's mommy, but it's everybody people in the circle. But they are taught to love. Right. They're taught love. It's not just exclusive to mommy and daddy. Like they are taught to love. And I think it's because they receive yeah. so much love, you know. But I apologize yeah. for the tangent. Um, oh no, it's okay. We'll get back. We'll get back. I wanted her to Explain, like, from a point of view, the point of view of a, like, yeah. a child. Um, so for a lot of my friends um, who are the oldest sibling, they feel, like, neglected in their households. They feel as though the younger siblings get the most love and the most attention. In my household, it's not like that at all. I get as much attention as Peyton, as London, yeah, as Brooklyn, Brooklyn, as Everybody. Y'all talk every day. Every day. Literally. I call her mom all the time. And when I wake up, I call her. I'm on the phone like, like, uh, Ben, hold on, it's Maddie. Sorry, hold on, hold on again, Ben. Ben, hold on again, it's Maddie. That's it. I wake up, I call her, I call her. Yep. When I'm getting ready to face her before I go out, it's just, we're so close. And my entire life, you and dad have showed me and all my other siblings so much love that our relationship is so close and like we're friends like you're not just my mom you're my friend like you're my best friend I call you all the time whenever I need any advice or anything like I can trust you with everything and I think that's so important and not a lot of people experience that not a lot of yeah not a lot of people with younger siblings experience that but you're also set an example with London and Brooklyn too mm-hmm. right like right. they can look to you like like when she bought you that random my favorite grandfather gift but it was the sign of your home, yeah right like <laughs> something that was so close to her yes and oh when she can spend the day with you right. at your yeah. place and yeah like, oh she's sleeping in your that, room they have that same bond with you as you have with, with Gia yeah. yeah which I think is so special it's yeah true. And it's it all special. comes down to you guys funneling that love it's and so appreciation and respect. Yeah, they do. Well, even like the first day I came to your house, you're like, oh, how is your house? Is it like, I'm like, it looks like a normal family lives there. Like, like, everybody everybody was a, is a choker. Wait, what? No, I mean like in the sense of everybody wants to know, like, is this show or is this real? Right. Oh. You get what I'm saying? So I, I heard right. you saying that it registered that probably a lot of viewers well, or just, just people on the outside, like, what is it like to be right. in the Casey right. household? Yeah. Right. You know? So is it real? I had friends ask each other all day. Like, how did it? Like, how was our house? How did it? I'm like, when I walked in, I walked in to use the bathroom at the carnival party, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I walked in. I was like, it feels like a house. Like people actually live here. Like there's right. love here. There's family here. And that's when, like, I saw how you interacted with the kids. I mean, I knew the kids from school, right? right, right. So, um, like, I just felt the home, the homeness and, like, the, the love. And, you know, you guys didn't really care about the optics and all that stuff. Like, right. Just, like, 
sure, use the bathroom. I don't care. Like, go in the house. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's trust there for the people that you had in your house. So that all funnels down to even Brooklyn, mm-hmm. who's like, hey, we like your shoes. <laughs> yeah. I really like your ring. I'm like, we have like 6,000 rings coming to you, kid. <laughs> I'll trade you. <laughs> That's some of our list. <laughs> mm-hmm. But true. even her, like, now she's like, Chalka, you're here? I know you're going to be here. I miss you so much. Thank you for coming here. You want to move in with me? I'm like, Brooklyn, give me five minutes, Brooklyn. Give me five minutes. Mm-hmm, <laughs> so mm-hmm. you like, it transcends all the way down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's so interesting because every day, like one of my kids tell me that they know that they're my favorite. <laughs> you know? It's true though. Well, like even, trying to fight over who's my favorite. <laughs> like even Logan, who's 18 years old. Yeah. Logan like, swears he is. No, he, yeah. Like, he well, believes he it. He's like, he's your favorite. No, he definitely. Like, he, yeah, he yes. believes that. Yes. <laughs> he's absolutely my No, favorite. he's not he, kidding he, me. He not believes that with his entire heart. <laughs> <laughs> not the entire heart. <laughs> I, but you would think that you are boss's favorite, right? I am. He See? Is. <laughs> she is. I am. She is. <laughs> I, you know, I, I honest to God, just for I the sake like I don't. Yeah, and then bro, I can't bro. imagine no, having a favorite because they are all so different yeah. and so special and bring me their own joy. doses yeah. of joy. Yeah. Like, oh gosh, man! I sw- I thank I wake up thanking God and I thank God throughout the entire day. I must pray like six or seven times yeah. a day, honestly. And her prayers go straight up. And that gratitude. <laughs> She got no, a direct connect because I'd be like, yeah, can you she, please no, pray I got for this? the hotline. <laughs> no, she got the hotline. I got the hotline. No, she got the hotline. She called he pick up that. There's no assistant. There's no nothing. Matter of fact, he clicks over to get to her. I love you so much. You see my babies? Thank you. I couldn't be more grateful because. My children and my husband are my greatest gifts. Just, no, honestly, uh, like the innate joy that I feel when I look into their faces or even just when I think about them, I'm honest to God, like overwhelmed with joy, which is why when we used to talk and during the time when she didn't necessarily want kids, I, I used to say to her like, you have no oh, idea. Oh my God. This girl, oh my God. this girl, 
wanted a girl so, so badly. badly. Once she was like, well, basically, oh, I have it. I got the video. I, I can do you one better. She was like, well, if I have to have a kid, it better be a girl. Right? right? right. Okay. We're at her gender I reveal. Her the daddy. <laughs> <laughs> she made me take the test. She was on the phone as I'm, I'm I was like, if you don't leave work and go to CVS and get that EPT test, I'm going to come down to your job and yank you from your desk and take you to the damn pharmacy. Okay, okay, I'm going. (laughs) She went, I'm pregnant. (laughs) So we're at the gender reveal. And what was it? They shot them things into the, and they were blue. blue. It was just blue everywhere. And she was like, (laughs) (laughs) is this a mistake? She was bawling. Bawling. And and now I think about it, like, that little girl would have never done for me what I needed. What I needed. Look at that. and this, and I look at him and I'm like, damn, like, you are mine. Yeah. Hold on. I made you. I made you. You yeah. came out of me. Like. Sometimes you have to talk yourself through it. And, to really and, understand. And I see, and I see how the world is going and, and, and people dying and little kids getting shot by accident and just like shit happening. And I think about God forbid I would be, there would be no me today if Cameron wasn't here. Right. You needed that. Yeah. Yeah, he is my most. You needed to find, to have him to find you. Yeah. And, and I work, I, I work on me to make him. Right. It's, it's not about Jason. Jason, yet he, he's worked on him to do better for me because the games that we played, I had to play them late in the game. I had to play them after three years of suffering. I had to get that power. And when I got that power, I abused him. I mistreated him. Because it was payback. Because I had to get my payback. (laughs) No, I had to get my payback. I think I was at your house for a week. And he was like, just come home. And I was like, for what? There was no need for me to come home. Yeah. It's traditional for you. It, it really I, I do better for me right. because of my child. And, and sometimes I think, oh, maybe I should have another one because I don't want to leave him by himself. I want to, I have more love to give. You do. I have more love to give. I want to be loved more because the same way I love him he loves me I can be like Cameron stop that you know like and he would like, <laughs> like, like, you know he would look at me like eh, but then he'll come to me for that comfort and it's like oh you know papi choo choo <laughs> you know like he is he is my world so but that's why like with you I personally felt now by no means am I expressing that women have to have children or even should have children. Um, but there are certain people that you meet that, you know, 
that either they were born to be a mother because they're so nurturing, so loving, they have so much to give um, in that way. There are women that have a lot to give in other ways that don't want children. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then there are some women that I feel like they need Mm -hmm. a child. Like I felt like you needed that unconditional love. I felt that you, with your personality and everything that you're made up of, you needed to experience what only a child can give you. Do you know what I mean? And that's why... It's not that I didn't understand. I understood what you were saying. I've only ever had one other friend that said that she didn't want children ever. Um, so it was kind of new for me, but I understood it. But I kind of felt like, mm, well, you're wrong. <laughs> well, you're wrong. You know, like, Will, I've told you for, oh gosh, for 25 years, years you know, that, that you, in these words, you were born to be a mother. Yes. You were born to be a mother and I never wanted that ship to sail without you. You know, Gia has always said, when are you going to have kids or you're meant to have children? And I've always wanted to have kids, but at a certain point in my life, I was saying, oh my gosh, I'm 35, I'm 40. And I know back when I was 30, Gia and I talked about it and she said, freeze your eggs. I was like, freeze my eggs. Why? Why would I do that? Like, I should get married. Let me do it the traditional way. Because at that point in time, everyone was doing it the traditional way. I didn't know anyone who I went to school with, high school with, college with, who was freezing their eggs. Now it's it's the norm. Everyone's yeah. doing it. I mean, well, because society has changed. Exactly. With social media and everything, expectations, relationships, right. men, women. And people age. are just having everything later. Right. I mean, they're focusing on their careers, you know. Right. Benz, you know as well that you're focusing on your career now and then people are getting married later and having kids later in life. But the thing is... And expect kids to get in where they fit in. Correct. Right. I mean, for me, I I wasn't saying for myself that I want to have kids later. It was I was in a position to have kids because I wasn't in a relationship. And again, I was thinking the traditional way of having kids. I've been in serious relationship. Gia knows because she knows um, one of my exes, which was one of Rashawn's roommates, best friends, and we thought we were going to get married. So did I think I was going to have kids early in life? Absolutely. Yeah. That didn't happen. So for me, it was always career-driven, traveling, having fun, and doing what I like to do for myself. But now that I've gotten married, you know, at 40, 41, now I'm I'm in the process of trying to have kids. And of course, as anyone knows, it's difficult. You just had a baby at 42, and you talk to your doctors, and they always say, well, you know, it's very hard. You're not making that many eggs, Ben. You know, because you, you know, you went to the doctors and they they talked to you about that process. And so, as you get older, when I got married at 41, it's a difference between having kids at 41 versus having kids now at 45 and not being pregnant yet. Mm-hmm. So there's always going to be that sense of, am I okay? Is it me? But I know it's not me, and it's just a process. And I'm going to need help. Are you still trying? Yes, I'm still trying. So I'm never going to not stop trying, but there's always a, you always have to give yourself a window and say, okay, am I going to try for three months? Am I going to try for six months? A year. A year. Um, Of course, you know, you have your parents like, no, you you try two months and if it doesn't happen, you you automatically move to the next process. Yeah, Yeah, it's over. Let's move to the next process, IVF. So, you know, everyone's, everyone's talking about IVF nowadays or egg donors. And my mom's like, nope surrogates you know and there's mom, so many alternatives now which all of it is definitely more common than you think as well absolutely right? mm-hmm. so that now everyone is doing it everything that you've mentioned mm-hmm. 
And and I'm fine with it. And my husband is fine with it. I think back in the day, it was such a faux pas. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, you can't have your own kids. Right. You're going to use a surrogate. It was almost a shame. Like, you can't yes. produce your own children. You can't produce it. That's not your child. Right. So, but now it's fun. I mean, we have plenty of friends who've done the IVF process, who've done egg donors. So my husband is so supportive that he's okay with that process. He says, there's no pressure from me to have children. There's pressure from society to say, oh, you've been married. How many years have you been married? You don't have any kids yet. So it's always asking like, and I feel like it's an insensitive question because you don't know if people have been trying, right? you know, or circumstances, circumstances, people have miscarriages and it's interesting. You talk to a lot of people and you have no idea that so many of your friends have had miscarriages. Oh yeah. Because no one ever talks about it. No one ever has. It's because women are just seen as, um, the type of human being that mm-hmm. is just expected to rise to the occasion Correct. no matter what do and that when we don't do it's probably I, I think that we probably impose it upon ourselves but mm-hmm. i also think that society imposes the notion that you are a failure right and it kind of goes back to what I was saying before about the sense of community. Mm-hmm. We need to share oh, our experiences because if not, you don't know what is actually normal. Right. Not what's seen as normal, right. but what is actual, what is real. Right. And once it's seen as normal, then it takes the failure stigma away from it. Mm-hmm. No, that's and actually that's the, the norm. Stigma. And that's it's a right. stigma. So when she said stigma... You have a stigma of needing help, right? But you don't. But you've got one less. Then you move to my circumstances, and I've got an additional six stigma because I'm not married, right? So mm-hmm. it's it's you know, and I've had guy friends and girlfriends and people like, well, just just pick a guy, just have. So okay. for what Gia and I are talking about, just my decision was. Um, I've got a lot of girlfriends, but a lot of baby dads. Mm-hmm. And seeing those circumstances, it's like, okay, so haven't found this unicorn yet. I have a choice here. Do I want to have a child with whomever right. and then deal with that person for the rest of my life and have to partner with this person and make decisions right. on what happens to my child for the rest of my life? And this is not somebody that I necessarily even believe in enough to be a partner for me. Right. To, so or should just even be around for all these years. Do I want to know you for the rest right. of my life? Randomly see if I can get pregnant by whoever. Right. Um, and then there's, you know, guys that are like, yeah, why not? You know what I mean? Or I can do it by myself. Um, and I don't have any trouble getting pregnant. I don't have any problems. Like you said, breaking down stigmas. I've been pregnant before. I've had a miscarriage. I've had abortions. And this is, that's my story and my journey. Um, so I know, you know, my doctor feels relatively confident that even at 43, that I can just be inseminated. And that means I can go and choose sperm and have them inseminated in me when I'm ovulating and get pregnant. And then my child and I can go and find <laughs> our daddy. Find our daddy Exactly. Me and my baby can go find our daddy. Or not. Or not. Or, or not. Or not. Or not. Um, 
I, I will say that just for me, from I, I always said, I, I have no fear of getting married. I have no fear of finding a, a, a partner. I have fear of waiting too long for that to happen, to have my child. Right. And I know so many people who have had so much success and blended families and right. being, oh, yeah. and, and I have yeah. friends who have been adopted and they've been shown so much love by people who are not their biological parents. I'm a case of, I'm an orphan at my 43 year old. My, my mother died when I was um, close to Mount Magazine. I was 22, 23 when my mother passed away. I was in college and I, there's so much many people that put their arms around me. And then my father passed around in my thirties have, have, treated me like their children in this, at this big age. So why do I think that some perfect, innocent, lovely child, that some man couldn't come along and love us both. Yeah. Right. I also feel like once I have a kid, better, all right, it's time to pull her off the strings. Come on. You know what I will tell you? Having a child will make you realize you don't need a man. Right. Yeah. Cause that's all you need. It'll be that little person that will make you go even harder. Yeah. And if it's just yeah. you and your child for the rest of your life, for me, there's fulfillment in that. There's there's a lot to that. There's a lot to there's a lot to that. Right? Like you have your circle as yeah. well as support where a man or partner or whatever may not fulfill that. Right. Right? Like there's times where I go to my friends more than I go to my husband because they experience the same stuff that I have with right. my kids, right? Mm-hmm. So you may not want to find your dad, right? Or right. daddy for the child. Daddy, what about <laughs> right? Daddy, daddy, daddy. You have your tribe, you have your community. You may not need that other than just for yourself. It's true. Right? And I will say for me, you know, for me, it, it really was just a, a tiny thing, you know? It's right. like, I was one of those people that felt like I always had all the time in the world I have a youthful spirit, youthful energy. I feel like I look younger than I am, but I always felt like I had all the time in the world. And then at some point it was like, oh, no, 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 but you don't. So it's like, okay, well, let me take the time to do the things that I can do. But it's so important that I say that if it doesn't happen, I'm okay. Right. You are in that right spot now for it to happen either way. Either way. Right? Right. Like you've come, you've overcome traumas, experiences. You're happy with you. Like you said, you're, you're perfect in Heather's world. So whether it happens or not, it's it's going to be traumatic and emotional along the journey, but you're okay with it either way. Yeah. Which is huge in itself. And it wouldn't be my choice, right? If right. I don't want to give the impression that I'm like, oh, okay, I don't want a man in the way of me and my kid, you right. know? Yeah. Right. You know, of course. Coming right here telling me, I, I, that wouldn't have been my choice. My choice would have been to, the to meet, the marry, yeah. have it. I, I grew up in that, really, yes. Italian and traditional right. that way. Mm-hmm. That that would have been my choice. Right. But now here we are. So I said this to many people at this point. I, it's so important to me to be a mother. I want so badly to be a mother that I am choosing to be a mother, regardless of the circumstances around me. that that can't take away if it doesn't happen because that's God's choice then that's God's choice choice. but it won't be because I waited for another human to dictate that time and that's why your decision to do that really I honestly felt like pride while you were talking and I told you that like I felt so proud of you that you felt strong enough to do that 
without the presence of mm-hmm. a man. Mm-hmm. Because it's something what you said. It's you wanted for yourself. When you were talking, it goes back to what you said about your mother. Yes. My mother was so strong. She was just the my mother got her doctorate literally on her deathbed. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. she re- it was almost like she refused to die. She finished her coursework, submitted it. Three days later, she passed away. Her doctorate was presented at her funeral. Mm. It was just that, that what's the word? The relentlessness. Yes. You know, the strength. And she, her and my father were not married when she had me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the circumstances were interesting and strange. And I'll tell you all, all of that one day. But it's like, she just. It didn't matter what society thought that you were having babies with this way. And she still wasn't divorced. From her ex-husband at the time and you know there's there was some stigma mm-hmm. and a lot, I'm in the late 70s being a black woman with a white husband or white boyfriend or white whoever mm-hmm. and she just no i'm gonna have these kids i'm gonna love these kids i'm gonna create this life mm-hmm. and that strength was just like you can choose you can choose that's what it was doesn't mm-hmm. matter what everyone thinks you can choose you can choose a mm-hmm. short man white man who doesn't make as much money as you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not choose the short one. You can choose that if you want. You that. Yeah. Nice. I can't. <laughs> she was married before, and her husband was tall. He was a basketball player. He made good money, and she chose my dad. The you short can, white man. The short man was no money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He was. Like he became an amazing right. husband, an amazing provider, right. an amazing father. He. Yeah. was my best friend the, the yeah. only person that I ever fully trusted right. who I ever felt over fully got me in her choice she made the best decision for her children mm-hmm. period so for me in my choice I'm making the best decision for my children it is a better decision for me to get pregnant on my own to have this child give them the love be patient until the right man comes along as opposed to Dick and Harry and because <laughs> you had time up here for a minute. So Dick and Harry, you know, just like, oh well Dick's your daddy and he's yeah. Yeah. Not so, Dick's your and daddy. daddy's a stepdaddy. You can shoot yeah. what my mother instilled in me. Yeah, and I mean that's what my mother instilled in me. And even though it didn't come down to me having to make those choices, I took the lessons and applied it in so many other different parts yeah. of my life. Just saying, you know what, um, I determine what my life ends up being. Mm-hmm. So that kind of goes back to, you know, what you asked me earlier about manifestation and the law of attraction and everything. It was all of these little deposits that let me know, like, I get to determine what my life is. I don't wait for anybody. Anybody. I don't wait for anybody. I would encourage, I mean, I would love for you to tell what your plan is, but I would encourage any woman, mm-hmm. just do it mm-hmm. now. And this, is, and this is a conversation a lot of women wouldn't have, Heather. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. very, like, yeah. private... <laughs> And this it's is the thing. So it's about yeah. it's about you breaking, know, right? breaking. You never and, and, or or you ain't never been pregnant before. Stigmatic yeah. shackles. Yeah, you, oh, and when then you, you really think start thinking, it, can you have kids? You have kids. What's wrong with you? you Something must, must be wrong. And I'm like, oh well. It's about breaking yeah. those stigmatic shackles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And saying, hey, this is real life. This is real women. This is actually the norm. And that's really why this is what I really wanted to talk about. 
mm-hmm. tonight, um, especially since we decided to open it up to you know, the world because there are so many women that are in their 30s and that may be on that trajectory that I refer to often enough because it's, um, for me, when I look at it reasonably, it's... Uh, It's a way that I feel as though more often than not, it will pan out. If you are, say, 35 and you're single, mm-hmm. right? Let's say you're lucky enough to find a man this year. You're 36. You're in a great, happy relationship. It will likely take, you know, two years of being together, enjoying each other and whatnot before the both of you decide, hey, you know what? I think I want to spend the rest of my life mm-hmm. with that person. You're 38. Usually takes about a year to plan a wedding. You're 39. Most people want to enjoy at least a year year together before you decide to have kids. You're 40. Back in the day, you had to have an amnio if you got pregnant at 35. Because at 35, that is when your eggs... What'd you call it? PA? Maternal age. She's a PA. Uh, you are an advanced maternal age. Don't you say that word. That's blasphemy. Don't you repeat it. Don't you repeat it. I the health of your eggs decline yeah. after 35 Absolutely. any friends of mine that were single at 35 i said get your eggs frozen Get your eggs frozen. Yeah. If you know that you want to be a mother, this is the brink. Mm-hmm. This is when your eggs are good. Prime. They're prime. At this, after this point, they decline. Freeze those eggs so that when you decide, when you find him, now you have the rest of your life to find. Well, not the rest of your life, but yeah. a, a good long how many years. If you want to use those eggs. Oh. Use whatever you want. 50. Yeah. yeah. You have so, the rest of your life to find the, also the, the love other, of your life. So, okay, a little bit of medical stuff with IVF, right? So, if the older you get, the less eggs you produce as well. So Wait, hold on. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Aren't we born with We're all born of born our born. eggs? We are. Yeah. So, actually, fun fact. Okay. Your, so, your grandmother, mm-hmm. so you are, you actually carried Maddie's kids. What? Yeah. Huh? Okay. So you. What? I'm so confused. <laughs> what? <laughs> because when Maddie, when Maddie was in inside you. Yeah. The first things that female embryos make or fetuses make are eggs, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So technically, you carry your future grandchild. And I will love them dearly. <laughs> oh my God. Her, she's like, that's disgusting. That's disgusting. Your future child was in you in, her, in, your, in your brain. Oh, wow. That's nice. Oh, wow. I, I love that. Go ahead. She's yeah. now going to tell love you that, that it's her child. I do. I like now, when she I has guess. a grand. I I I I carry baby Chu too. So, you carried. 
your grandchild, technically, mm-hmm. just in mm-hmm. bellies. So as you get older, your eggs start declining, right? So the you, eggs that you were born with, right? Because we're every, born with all of our eggs, and every once. month mm-hmm. we release yes. right a certain amount, right? So as you get older, you may not produce on ovulation. You may not drop as many eggs, so it gets harder to get impregnated, mm-hmm. right? So is it because the eggs um, are less? Mm-hmm. So you're dwindling. Right. You're the, your egg count is dwindling yeah. right. as mm-hmm. you get older. And correct me if I'm wrong, the health of them exactly. dwindles as well. Correct? 100%. Okay. Right. So even if you did IVF, say you went when you go to get your eggs pulled out, right? You can start off with 18, 20, 30, <laughs> right? On a, on a good day. Yeah. Um, I had... 25 on one side and like 18 on right. the other. Out of that, at the bottom of it all, yeah. you're probably going to have maybe five. Yeah, that's what she said. Five good well, ones. She yeah. said like nine. Right. Nine. So everything goes and down to like 80%. And then, and then in the survival of the little fun yeah. guy going so in there. Goes down by 80%, <laughs> yeah. That goes down by like another 30%. You end up with like maybe 5%. And then out of those five, you may mm-hmm. get like four to five good genetically viable. Mm-hmm eggs because they all like depending on what cycle you want to do go to genetic testing right right so out of those they're going to pick the best ones out of that right for your best chances of conceiving holding Mm -hmm. on to the pregnancy all of that they literally categorize them by like a b and c Mm -hmm. yeah yeah based on the the egg quality mm -hmm. you that's why the earlier the better like you said if you know you want to have kids and you're not in the right relationship or not in the right mental time frame or whatever Get your eggs frozen. It's it's a thing. It's happening it's every single so. day. Mm-hmm. Even, before, it, right? even before it was a thing, she told me. 10 yeah. years ago, 13 years ago, it it's something that I felt passionate, mm-hmm. passionate about for people that I knew because to me, if, I, if we're talking about the trajectory that I was um, talking about, right. by 40, you might be at the point where you and your partner, if you're blessed enough to have someone that you want to call your partner, can have kids. Right. Yeah. And now you're dealing with 40-year-old eggs mm-hmm. and the likelihood of miscarriage incre- incre- increases, you know, the likelihood of not being able to get pregnant increases. And I would rather deal with as much credit card debt as I needed to. Yes. Than the emotional. He yeah, always says that. Because I was like. You go through. You said that about this house. Because I was like. Yeah. I got the money. But I don't want to spend the money. Spend the money. She was but like. That, but that's not just you. That's but I'd rather have yeah, the debt. I don't want to spend that shit. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to spend. I'd rather have the debt of it though. Than the, the trauma. The trauma that you go through that kind of it. Mm-hmm. Miscarriages. That's hope every month. Every month. Being disappointed. And then getting a negative pregnancy test result. And not knowing why all the time, right? Because some people have unexplained infertility, right? I couldn't deal with that. When I had had my miscarriage, I'm like, okay, I need to know why. Mm -hmm. I need to know why. Biopsy the embryo. And tell me what happened. And I got my same way. And I and I got my answers. I'm like, but it was unexplained. Mine was Mm -hmm. unexplained. You got your answers? Yes. Mm -hmm. I paid to have my embryo biopsied. I wanted to know. And what they told me was one of two things happened. Didn't it have like two sets of genes? Yes. Yes. My embryo had two sets 
of chromosomes, mm-hmm. which meant that either my egg was faulty because the egg has a mechanism that it's only supposed to let one sperm in. Right. So either two of them were really ambitious. Well, I mean, my husband's very competitive. That little mother truck is probably competitive too. I'm going in there first. Same time. I'm going in there first. Exactly. Or his sperm had two sets of chromosomes, and an embryo to be born of from that circumstance would not survive. And for the most part, it is always genetic that causes the miscarriage, right? And sometimes they just don't, like, I couldn't do a biopsy because I miscarried at home. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt it come out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so me too. So, yeah. So you can't always, which is amazing that you got it done. Well, mine miscarried and just hung out inside, right. you know? So, so when I had to go and have a right. DNC, mm-hmm. right. I said, biopsy this. I yeah. need, but... I mean, we all know I need answers, yeah. right? Like well, I can't, know. I can't know. rest without right. having answers. Right. I need that would have haunted me to not know. Interesting, and I think that's powerful and important because I think most women, I'm one of them, didn't even know that's an option. So if you have options after you get her done having the kids, right? So say if you have four or five embryos left and you just want two kids, there's three or four options that you can have. So you can either donate to another couple. You can either donate to research, you can just flush the embryo, or you can, um, what's that thing? Oh, or you can put it, so if you pay an extra fee, you can put it back inside you and release it like a period. And why would you do that? that? <laughs> some people just don't want to flush, flush a baby. Right. That mm. also, I've had some friends that, found out the gender of every single embryo and they formed an attachment to every single one, right? So I have a friend right now that has that knows the sex of every single embryo and they're only going to have like maybe one other. She has five left. Wow. So now it's harder for her to flush them, yeah. donate, whatever, right? So I wouldn't, I would tell your doctors not to tell you anything about any of the embryos. Right. So, you know, so to you, it's just a ball of tissue. Yeah. Right? It's nothing. It's like another party period. That way, when you do decide to either keep them, destroy them, whatever you want to do, you're not attached to it. Mm, that makes sense. For those and options. for me, I'm looking to just do insemination first because of how far along in the process I am. Right. And then I don't know that I will go as far as IVF, but that's helpful information. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. insemination will be the first. And right. that's usually the mm-hmm. step process too, right? So you do the, the IUI and the things like that first. And if that doesn't work, they'll only maybe do three of those and then they'll say, okay, it's not working, do IVF. Right. Only because also emotionally, it's a lot. Right. right? Is that cheaper? So, IUI is so much IUI cheaper. IUI is yeah. so incredibly much cheaper. cheaper. Because basically, uh, we did it once. Um, and Rashawn used to call it just turkey basting, <laughs> like where they, oh, and they just, pretty much just insert the you. sperm, like ex- right at the door of where it needs to be for and you to get pregnant. Like, exactly. And we did it once and it didn't work. So I was like, look, I don't have time for this. Let's go for the big guns. Let's just do make the baby in vitro. And we did in vitro twice. It failed twice. And then the following month I got pregnant naturally, naturally. Yeah. you know, I miscarried that baby, but then we wound up getting pregnant without trying naturally. So and you do get more fertile after. after. Yeah. IVF. IUIs and IVF. Huh? Wow. Um, yeah. I had a friend that 
did IVF multiple times, fail, fail, failed, finally decided to adopt. They were on the way down to pick up the adopted baby. I found out she was pregnant with twins. It always works that way. Twins too. That's Charlotte from Sex and Oh, is this? Yeah. It it always works that way. I've always said um, that I feel as though there's some type of um, reaction Mm -hmm. that may not be discovered scientifically, but I firmly believe just because I know so many people that have had similar situations, myself, et cetera, that when you feel the need, the pressure, the determination to have a baby and you put that on yourself, something may happen. 100%. Something may happen hormonally or something that works against that coming to fruition. I feel so once you kind of let it go, give it to God, just stop trying altogether, give up, whatever you want to call it. Exactly what happened with that's when women wind up getting pregnant. So there has to be something scientific to it. So much. Maybe it's a like a hormone that we put out it that is. maybe just isn't identified as something as well right like we tried so hard with the first one with my with my son and eventually i was like i can't do this anymore like it's not fun anymore it's so much pressure like i feel like we're on a timeline <laughs> and then we we're like all right we're just gonna take a break and just wait we went out for my friend's birthday got wasted that next monday i, I can tell you the date we conceived yeah that yeah. child wow. because it was, mm-hmm. we just kind of gave up. We're like, all right, we're just going to, you know, do what, do what we got to do. Yeah. And it happened. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely, you know, when it comes, and that's why I tell my friends now, as soon as they're ready, don't even tell each other or especially for my female friends. Right. I'm like, don't even tell your husband or your partner, just do it. Just have fun. Keep doing what you're doing. Get off birth control. If you guys have that discussion, don't make it a thing. Mm-hmm. Just have fun because it'll happen. Yeah. Versus mm-hmm. you planning it and saying, okay, well, now's the time. Like, let's do it. For sure. It it's becomes, it becomes just a job for, almost. And it's how much we don't know. Yeah. yeah. With all that, there's so much information and there's resources. And it's funny. <clears throat> you look at all of us, right? Madison is a young adult, right? So this is something that she can look to and start making decisions, how she wants to handle her life if her life unfolds a certain way, for instance. Mercedes is 36, Mm -hmm. you mentioned earlier, right? Mm -hmm. So you're at the position where you're like, wow, I'm in in a situation where it may be advantageous to me to freeze my eggs, and you're taking those steps now, Mm -hmm. correct? Okay. You are... Running behind the bus. (laughs) 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 You have passed that situation and you are, you're on that precipice. Like, you know what? It's time. I'm going to have these kids. And I think Will is in the flux of making those decisions right now and just doing the research and deciding where she wants to be. Then we have someone who didn't want kids and then wound up just getting pregnant. Then you have me, which is like a cluster bleep of everybody's situation. (laughs) Like I had them young. I had them, you know, later on, I wanted more and couldn't do it. Had the miscarriages, went through in vitro, didn't work. You know, so we're kind of, you know, like a a community of women who've been through so many different things and are at so many different stages of wanting kids, 
having kids, not wanting kids, having kids, not knowing if she wants kids. Do you know if you want kids? Yeah. Oh, you changed your mind. Okay. <laughs> at, at one point, she was on. She was on your bus. <laughs> she was at like, she had to Exactly. Exactly. So I just want to say that I appreciate <laughs> you guys for being my friends and for sharing with me and talking so openly about everything that you go through and that you will continue to go through and um, feeling that sense of community with me because it empowers me and um, it feeds me and it teaches me and it inspires me. So I'm very grateful that you all are. My little community hey. of friends. Hey, this I was love great. you guys. Okay. I love it's a you lot guys. of information. <laughs> yeah. This was a lot of information. No, seriously. <laughs> it's a process at all. Stuff that you said resonates seriously. Ingrid, I've seen a dramatic change in you. Mm-hmm. It's it's beautiful to see, honestly. Your honesty. Yeah. yeah. So just your anger, I can appreciate um, it. Uh, transparency and just opening up about you know, your just genuine feelings on the things you've experienced. Yeah. And I was gonna say that earlier, like I'm the probably one of the newest in the group mm-hmm. but just seeing you from where I met you a year ago to now like you definitely see the change in you mm-hmm. and it's it's amazing to see yeah and Will <laughs> quiet <laughs> Will over there right you can tell you right from the damn mouth right <laughs> <laughs> well, sure yeah. Yeah. It's well now it's grown out it's right grown out. darling gorgeous and when we first met it was years ago and it, and, and it was a baby discussion. Yeah. A baby discussion? Yeah. Really? Randomly. It was so random. Mm-hmm. It was. It's, and, like, and, it's like a motif has, a, a baby has been a motif like in our, yeah. in all of our lives, like even mm-hmm. secretly, like in a sense where we didn't yeah. really realize what we're even talking about or what yeah. it was going to come to. You and know? it was that, it was just meaning her like, you were just so nurturing. So nurturing. It's so nurturing. I remember and when you came up to me at car show and I was like bending over because my back was killing me. And you're like, oh my God, I just want to talk to you. I was like, oh my God. We'll have it. Yes. <laughs> like you, yes. even from like the first day I met you at the house, like you came up to me and hugged me like I knew you for years. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like story of my life because Rashawn is just with nobody. I'm just there. and like, well, you know everybody. It's fine. <laughs> That's true. But you're definitely like in some shape or form, you're gonna have your family that you, you are because mm-hmm. you just ooze the energy of it. You do, mm-hmm. and you know it. Yeah. What is the support in this group? I mean, we're all going through different things, and just to have the support, the mm-hmm. questions. You know, you're so patient with everything. So patient. So patient with everything, and. Just pushing, you know, you you you're, you really push us to do great things, honestly. And it's a it's a journey because Will and you know you and I talk about it a lot. It's interesting not to have a long because I know we're wrapping up, but real quick, I know real quick, being in your household, um, is it's a lot, you know, it's it's in a good way. It's everything that it's probably my time clock speeding up, yeah, wanting you me said to what? want. It. What? It's just so. It's just so. <laughs> I told you. And those kids are our kids. Right. Like, you know that those are our kids. And we talk about it all the time. Yeah. And sometimes it makes it a little harder because we want it so much. Yeah. And they give us that love. And I'd be like, 
No, these are my munchkins in the morning. You know? <laughs> these are my kids. You know, you just be like, dang, I just want to have kids so bad. And I don't want to settle, but okay, I'm going to freeze these damn eggs because I want kids. I want to give them that. Ugh. I want to feel that love, you know? So yeah. at the end of the day, we're all... Like I just said, yeah. supportive. And I hope women out there, they just know yeah, that. Let's check in. The check in. We're going to call it the check in. Write it in the comments, all of that. I hope everyone's yeah. on the, the book tour that they're about to go on because <laughs> it just shows just true love, love on all different levels. Yeah. And that you can write your own story. And just hearing your story literally empowers me to know that I can write my own story. You can choose. You can yeah. choose yeah. and you do not have to mm-hmm. settle for anything. So, and you can still learn. We are learn. You can still learn in, in your thirties. You don't. Not every and, and like you said, not everybody comes from like that perfect, strong yep. family, parent, mom, dad. But you can your community, yeah, your best friend, community. your sister. Your you can learn from that. I am stronger today because of it. Yep. I have a woman in my life who inspires me and makes me go harder. Yep. And we're gonna go harder. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. And support, you know, and because it's hard. Like going to the doctors and stuff like that, you know, yeah. these phone calls are easy. easy. You guys are probably going to shoot me up. I mean, with these damn. She was, she was in Miami. With the, the little shit was in the fucking, in the, in the, refri- the refrigerator. The refrigerator with her little black and blue, and we were right before we went out. Like, it's. Hold on, hold on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what's going to have to happen, but. This was great. And, and this is a great segue world. into, you know, <laughs> Women's <laughs> Month. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is a great way to go. This is a great segue into Women's month. month. Yeah. And, and, and I woke up today feeling that, yeah. you know, I am woman. I am strong because my affirmations aren't just for my kid. They're for me, you know, because I am a professional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am a mother. Yeah, yeah. I am a woman. I am an independent. And we have to say those things every single day. And I repeat, I'm a child of God. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I pray every day, but He knows my spirit. And that's the most important part. That's all that matters. And He knows that every day I want to do better for me, for my family. Mm -hmm. And I am not fearful of being by myself. I'm not fearful of feeling unwanted by somebody because I want me. Because when nobody else is there, it's me and my kid. I got me. And And the community got you. And the the community. But we all got this. Yes. Yes. You know? Some got it early. Some got it late. Some don't got it yet. But it's coming. And it's, it's coming. Yeah. After the last two years that we've all been through, especially like me, and you know this, I feel like we're all here for a reason. And God put us in each other's lives for a reason in this moment in time. I need to wrap up soon because I swear I was going to cry tonight. And it's like, 
<laughs> well, that means it's a wrap. It's a wrap. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I am Big Body Benz. <laughs> 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 oh gosh well again i want to thank you guys for you know sharing that just with me and each other but with you know everyone that watches or listens to us because it takes a lot because yeah. most people are very private yeah. especially about a lot of the things that we talked about so yes. i appreciate you guys and thank you guys for rocking with us yeah. this was another episode of the casey crew i am gia casey and i am big body ben <laughs> <laughs> this is another episode of the casey crew toodles <laughs>